is Mishnah Chafes. This is a very large Mishnah, and there is a huge amount of stuff. I don't even know if we're going to be able to do justice, or finish off the Mishnah. But I'm going to do my best. Okay, you ready for this? Very important Mishnah. Zog da'ayelike Mishnah Zay. Call me, shi'esh fiyodoy shloisha dvarim halalu. Anyone that has within him the following three characteristics. Mitalmidov shalavamavinu is obviously a Talmud student of Abraham, of Avom Avinu. Okay? And anybody that possesses three other types of character traits, He is a Talmud of Bilam. Okay, let's go. Ready? This is going to teach us a lot about the Midas Tovis that we've been speaking about. This is this is almost like a, I guess you could say this is almost like a summary of the whole Perky of us. Because all of Perkyovas, as we started this month with, after Pesach, we go through Perkyovas, as you know, we said that this is all about ethics. It's about improving, it's about looking into ourselves, it's become, becoming a better person. That's what life's all about. That's what we're here for. That's the purpose why we were created. Anyone that learns anything, you learn Vishus Chachma, you learn the Tanya, you learn the Sinus Hashem, you learn Chavis Alababas, Sadikim, whatever it is that you learn, it's all one thing, it's all going to one thing, becoming a better person. On the going, ticking the midas, that's what it's all about. So this is very much going to exemplify many of the midas tavis. And we're going to see a very important idea. People often have this misconception that midas tavis, good character traits, are almost like an icing on the cake. It's nice. You know, it makes you a better person when you have better midas. No, 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 no. What we're going to see is that midas tavis is what intrinsically defines you as a person. Okay, one of the greatest riots, by the way, is when you look at someone's tombstone, look at the caver, right? If you look at what they write on the matseva, they don't write how much money he made. They don't necessarily write a lot of the things that he got up to in this world, but they write his character traits. He was a good person. He was a happy person. He was a very a giving person, a chesed. That's what they write, because that defines who you are. So if you want to know who you are, listen to this mission, Rabbi Sai. And remember, it's either going to define you as a Talmud of Avram Avinu or a Talmud of Bilam Arasha. So you've got to choose who are you are. Okay? Now the last few Mishnahis, we've done a lot of this, right? It's define who you are based on the Mishnah's uh, perception of who you are. So again, here we go, Rabbi Say. Number one, Ayin Toiva, a good eye. Ruach Nemucha. Ruach Nemucha is a, a very humble person. The Nefesh Shafala. Nefesh Shafala is someone that's very, I don't even translate that, very, very giving, very open, very wide. Okay? Then, these are the three traits that we are considering you to be like, Metalmidob Shel Avom Avinu. You're a Talmud of Avom Avinu. Whereas, if a person has an iron raw, a bad eye, we'll describe that in a minute, what exactly that means, an iron raw. Ruach Gavoya, a very high spirit, literally meaning, He's about Gaiva, someone who thinks very high of himself. The Nefesh Rechava, okay? The Nefesh Rechava, very indulgent. And he has the nature of a very indulgent person. Such a person, Mitamidog shall bilam harasha. Frank the Mishnah Kasha. Very interesting, by the way, to have in a Mishnah like a Kasha. What is the difference between a Talmud of Avram Avinu and a Talmud of Bilam Arasha? Okay? Says the Mishnah. Talmud of Shadavam Avinu. A Talmud of Avam Avinu. 
oichlim ba'olam hazeh v'noichalim ba'olam haba is someone that gets reward in this world and inherits reward in the next world as well. Shenema, Pasuk Yemishle. Lahanchel oyav ha'yesh v'yitzu e'sayim amalei. Okay? Talking about the Torah, I have what to give over to those that love me and I will fill their storehouses, referring to Olam Abba. Okay? So it means that if someone is a Talmud of Avinu, not only does he have in this world, but in the next world also. And I assume he means that Schar in this world means you can have an easy life, a happy life, a fulfilled and successful life, which is a very important aspect of life. Everybody's looking for happiness. Everyone's looking for fulfillment. So it says the mission, if you want that in this world, be a Talmud of Avraham Avinu. Avon. Talmud of Shabbilam Arasha. A Talmud of Bilam. Yoshim Gehenim. Ah. They Yoshim. They inherit Gehenim. The Yodin Lebe'er Shachas. And they descend to the pit of endless destruction. Shenema, Posikin Tehillim, Dovra Melech. Va Atolehim, Tevidim Lebe'er Shachas, Anshi Domim, Mirmo, Yachtsu Yemeyem, Vani, Eftach Boch. You will lower them into the well of destruction. Men of bloodshed and deceit will not live out half their days. But for me, I will trust you. That's David Amalek talking to Rabbi Nishlam. Rabbi say, this is a packed Mishnah. This is a Mishnah that encompasses so many things. So let's try in the few minutes that we have to try and do justice to this Mishnah and give it some kind of explanation that will hopefully help us. Okay? First of all, a couple of things that we should mention. As we said a moment ago, Midas Tovis, as we're going to say, are not just the icing on the cake, as the Nesiva Sharon, the Heilig Islam, and Marebbe brings down, but they intrinsically define who you are as a person, and how successful you are in this world. But we find a very interesting thing. There are two personalities that are put together in one Mishnah. You've got, number one, the Tamidim of Avram Avinu, and the Tamidim of Bilam Arasha. And the obvious question is, why does the Mishnah say the Tamidim of Avram? And the Talmidim of Bilam Arasha. Why can't you just say Avram Avinu? If you want to emulate Avram Avinu, do that. If you want to emulate Chas V'Sholem, Bilam Arasha, then do that. It's a Talmidim. That's the Kasha, right? Some of the Swarim are busy with this question. So the Mejut Samagit brings down, and also it's also put down the Bnei Soska, Rutsiya Melech of Dinav, the Eilig Dinavah. The Dinavah brings down the Bnei Soska, and also again the Mejut Samagit also bring down that only a person who's really clever can actually confidently distinguish between two people. Right? Between Avram Avinu and Bilam, you have to remember that their differences were not necessarily open and apparent for every human being. Therefore, for an ordinary person to differentiate between them was difficult. But the Talmidim often is a little bit more uh, obvious. We spoke about this previously once before. We talked about Machoikas where we said that Machoikas, by the way, is not necessarily in the people, right? Where Moshe and the Satmar Rebbe never, never hated each other. Chas they loved each other. But there was a Machoikas and how you pass it in something. But Tamid, Tamidim took it a step further. Sometimes in the Tamidim, you can tell a lot more than you can by the Rebbe's, at least to the outside world, to the superficial look. So said the, um, said the Dinavah, said the Hadik Ibn Saskan, the Mejur Tamagid, that's the reason why the Mishnah says, specifically the Tamidim, okay? So that is one idea over there. Now let's move on to something important, okay? Very, very important idea that we have to understand. And that is, what is this idea of an iron tova? What does it mean to have an iron tova? This is a very, very important thing. 
What is an ayin toiba? So, uh, anyone that ever heard Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky, Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky was a famous uh, maggot. He's going around giving droshes, chizik to the olam, jokes he made all the time. So, uh, he used to make simchas, he used to make people freilich, it was a beautiful thing. So somebody went to him and said, Rebbe, Rabbi Galinsky, Rabbi Yaakov, how is it that you're always happy? He went through terrible sorrows. He had a very difficult life. He did not have an easy time. But he was always besamcha. You see a picture of Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky. Azar, shmeichel, azar, smile. He said, Rebbe, how are you always happy? What's pshat? So he said, Amor de Kazakh. He said, he said, listen, <laughs> I'm a short guy, right? He was very, very short. Mamish, mamish short. He said, I'm very short. So I only get to see the half of the cup that's full. I don't see the other half of the cup. It's too tall for me. Obviously, it was a joke. But the point was, his whole life, look at life was just happiness, the simcha, because he always looked at the positivity, positive side. I mentioned to you once before, and you were here to Kosenberger Rebbe Chosset. Alter Yid from the Heim. He was no longer with us. He was an old Yid who lost his first wife. He lost children. In Nebuch, he went through a terrible life. And I once asked him this question. I said, how are you? He's the happiest person. A smile. He used to make the kids laugh. He was a, such a happy Yid. And I said to him, how are you always happy? His name was Rebitzchok. So Rebitzchok, how are you always happy? He said to me the following. He said, listen, if I cry, the world are going to cry with me. So it is, you know, people know I have terrorists, people know I have a hard life. So if I cry, everyone's going to cry with me. But if I smile and I laugh, everyone's going to laugh and smile with me as well. Beautiful way of looking at life. Mishnah's telling us, yes, there are times that are challenging. Of course there are challenges in our lives. There are hardships. There are difficult situations. But at the end of the day, we have to learn to look, concentrate, highlight, and live with the positive. And there's so much of it. Okay? I don't know if I mentioned this. Yeah, that's right. Friday night, uh, whoever, anyone here was eating by me Friday night? No one here, you were by me, right? You remember I said this. I spoke to a, a dead Talmud of mine, uh, right before Shabbos, and he was someone, I taught him years ago, years ago, and when I taught him, I remember being scared to get a shit call about him. I remember like, oh my gosh, if I get a shit call about this guy, I don't know what I'm going to say. In Yeshiva, he was difficult. This was years ago. Baruch Hashem, he is incredible. He's grown amazingly. And I'm excited to get a shadow call by him. Baruch Hashem, he's found a shadow call. It's money work quickly. It should be easy for him. But I'll upon him. He spoke to me Shabbos. And he said to me, I said to you, you should just know, whatever his name is, I'm so proud. Like, you've done so well for yourself. You've worked on yourself. And, and he did not have an easy time in life. For whatever reason, he didn't have an easy time. I said, you've done amazingly. You know, with all your challenges... With all the hardships, look at, look at where you are. It's beautiful to see. And always, by the way, when you're in the situation, you don't see it. You look, sometimes someone on the outside needs to show it and point out to you to see it as well. Right? Boys sometimes like say to me, no, I didn't grow anything this year. I'm like, what are you crazy? You know how much you grew? And I start pointing out the things they got like, oh really? Someone actually saw that? Like someone noticed that? I didn't realize I grew. You know, when we're in the situation, somebody have to step out the picture and you could see. Right? Everybody grows. Especially over here. Anyway, so this boy, he said to me like this. He said to me, I, I try to live life concentrating on all the good things that Hashem gives me. Now, he has a lot of hard things, but he concentrates on all the good things. You know what a happy life you live if you concentrate on the good things that we have? If you go through Brichas HaShachar in the morning and you see the Rabbi Nishan, I can see, I can stand, there's so much I can do. Ah, there's things that are not Rishmak. Okay, fine. We'll try to deal with them. We'll try to work on them. But after all, we have to realize that we have a lot of positivity. That's what the mission is telling us. You want to be a Talmud of a Roma, you know? You want to have a good life in this world as well as the next world. Of course, the next world as well. In this life, you want to have a good life? That's what it is. And by the way, Ayin Toiba doesn't only mean on yourself, 
but it also means klapeyenim as well. For somebody, there's a murder in Marshal. The Marshal and Baba Basra, Daf Ayin Vob, brings down, Shekol Odom Yesh Maila She'ena Kayemis V'chaveri. Means everyone has a Maila that his friend doesn't have. So if you look at somebody else, and you're like, oh, that guy, oh, he drives me crazy. I can't deal with him. Think about this Marshal. The Marshal says every single person has a Maila that his friend does not have. That means there is something about that person. Maybe you don't like him, but think about someone that he has that you don't have. And that nobody else has. That over, overpowers anyone else. In fact, with Tzadik Akkoin, the Heidegger of Tzadik, and Sitzka Tzadik, brings down that everyone is a Godel Hadar in the Midas that he has. Because nobody has it like you. You're the only person that has the Midas exactly that like you have with all the challenges, with the upbringing, with the environment, and still you have those Midas, you're a Godel Hadar in those Midas. You have to realize, you have to recognize that. That's what Ayin Toiva means, to have an Ayin Toiva onto somebody else. And that's an amazing thing. It really is a special thing. Anyone that's familiar with the tefillah of the Heiliger Rebbe of Meilach, in the Neumeli Meilach, the Sertel Godden, so he brings this a certain tefillah there, that a person is meant to say before Shachris, right? That a person is meant to look at everyone's Meilach and not their Chesroinus. And it's a tefillah that the Rebbe of Meilach brought down, that we should say before davening, before we even daven, before we even get involved, we don't judge anyone. And when we look at someone, we look at their good points, their good attributes, we don't look at the bad things. The bad things we all have. And like the Hadi Gabal Shemtov said, if we look at someone else and we see the bad points, that means that we have it within ourselves, right? They're just a mirror. So if you see somebody else and you see their bad negative traits, probably means you have it within you. Right? Kind of poisabumuma poisa. Anyone you look at, you see, it means you have it. So if someone something about someone else annoys you, think about it that you probably have it within yourself. Because you're being shown it for a purpose so that you yourself can improve it. The conscious magit brings down a modigadach. He said that a person has to acquire an ayin toiva, a good eye, so that he can recognize and know how to recognize the godless of the Rabbi Shlomo and the chesed that Hashem does for him as well, which will make him humble, which by the way leads to the second of the three minutes that we, that we, that we quoted in this Mishnah, because he will see how small he is in comparison to Hashem, and only then will he be able to have a real avoidance Hashem, because then he'll realize that his avoidance until now is not good enough. So in other words, says the Kershaw Tzimaga, when a person wants to acquire what the Mishnahists are talking about, is concentrate, look, and see the godliness of Hashem, and what he does in our lives. Recognize the chesed that Hashem gives us in our own personal lives, which of course is so, so much, that we don't always recognize it, we don't appreciate it. When a person has a good eye, He's a happier person. He's a fulfilled person. He sees good in others. He sees good in himself. He's able, of course, to be humble because he recognizes that he's not, you know, doing what he should be doing, which means he wants to do more, which all makes sense with how the mission is telling us that you require this world and the next world because your void is always going to be upgrading and upgrading and upgrading. Whereas, if a person is Tamid of Shalpilam or Russia, he's a person with an iron raw. And by the way, we spoke about this before here. We see very clearly people that have an eye in the world. People that always see the negative. Whatever they see, there's a bad thing. Now, it's true. I'm not saying we should ignore the negative, right? We've spoken about it before. We spoke about it in this room, right? The, the missing tile syndrome. A guy will walk into this room and say, Oh, look, there's a missing tile. You're 100% right. I'm not ignoring it. But the whole thing has beautiful tiles. The first thing you noticed was that came up from the chasana. Oh, the noise of the music was... Yeah, but the band was cavalry, the music was tasteful, there was nice food, there was beautiful flowers, there was all that. But you notice the one thing. We're not saying to ignore the negative. Sometimes we need to know the negative to how to improve on ourselves. But if that's what the first thing that strikes you is the bad, 
It could be that you have an iron rod. Work on it. Think about it. Improve it. Change it. Because it will change everything. And by the way, when you get married, we're about to start the marriage section, right? When you get married, if your eye is trained to always see the bad, the raw, the bad, that is what you will notice with your wife. You'll notice every bad character trait, right? A fellow told me last week, he's engaged. And by the way, it's, it's amazing how, I always try not to say, told you so, but sometimes you want to tell guys that, like, I told you, but you don't want to do that, it's not nice, right? You know how we tell Hassanim, don't spend too much time with the color. Maybe, it's fine, I'm good, don't, don't worry about me. It's the worst thing you can do. The more time you spend, the more you'll find out. Yeah, but I'm going to find it out anyway. But there's a difference between finding out before you're married and after you're married. Not for now, but we'll talk about it maybe when you get engaged. Huh? Marriage class. No, it's, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Because, uh, uh, not in the marriage section now, but we'll talk about it in the marriage section in more detail. But the basic idea is, you're going to find out things that after you get married, you're going to find out plenty of things. We always say the definition of Shana Rishona is finding out all the things you didn't know. That's what Shana Rishona is. But that's fine. Because you're allowed to be different. And it's good that you're different. And you're going to work on your differences. Then I hope you would have found that out before you got engaged. No? Right. You should have done research. Your parents should have done research. You should have picked up stuff on the dates. I know people that got disengaged because of this. This guy called me. He said to me, Rebbe, you were right. You're right. I want to marry her. But like now I'm like, it's getting, I'm getting a bad taste. Because I'm with her so much. It's, it's too much. It's not good. Yeah, maybe I'm fine. Don't leave me alone. It's good. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm di- She's different. Yeah, you know that one. She's different. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're right. Anyway, my boy said that's not part. Of the- we'll do the marriage class in a minute. Point is, train yourself. Train yourself. Train yourself. Look for the positive. Have an iron toy. Have a heart that's open for everybody else. Understand that you're not the greatest person in the world. You're humble compared to your avoider that you're meant to be doing in this world. And then you get this world, your Tamidish Shemabam Avinu, and you get the next world also.